Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 148, Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody. Hello and welcome to a Houston-tastic episode of the LodgeCast from the tundra of Minnesota. I'm your LodgeMaster. With me as always is Brother... Wait a second. Where's Brother Bishke? Brother Bishke's not here. He's in Texas this year with his family. (sighs) But never fear, because we have the power duo <laughs> of sister emma hi and sister clara hello brother lucas is back holding down the fort in los angeles brother lucas we see you and we love you but we are going to handle this just the three of us we can do it the movie is i wanna dance with somebody it's a title <laughs> Why is that a perfectly fine title for a song, but a strange title for a movie? Totally. This movie, does anybody know about it? Like, has there been any talk or chatter on the streets? You guys are street level (laughs) in Minnesota. Have you heard anything? Well, I've seen maybe one trailer, but the only thing I that like is standing out for me is the Super Bowl white headband, white yes. jacket look. Yes. Other Classic. than that, it's just like random stage shots. So I've, <laughs> I, I don't know how this movie is going to be how? two and a half hours long. Okay, so you know the runtime. It's two I and looked. a half hours. It is, yeah, it's... I had to check the runtime because... <sighs> Well, let me you gotta tell know you. what you're up against. We have to know what we're That's up against. That's the only thing I looked at, though. And we're trying to plan our precious holiday time around this movie. And when you get up to that two and a half hour stratosphere... You have to take into it because that's like the whole day. I'm taking yeah. three hours of time off from work today. <laughs> <laughs> you had to work today? I did. Oh, Sister Clara, thank you. Thank you for being here. Listen, we had to Tetris this into our schedules. Mm-hmm. And because this movie is in the middle of the afternoon at the perfect time, I didn't tell you guys about this. It's going to have on-screen Spanish subtitles. What? Yes. <laughs> well, thank God. This particular... <laughs> I've been meaning to brush up. <laughs> this particular screening will have on-screen Spanish subtitles. So if we just go into a fugue state and get bored, we can brush up on our Spanish. Right. And especially, like, greatest love of all. Like, Had l- I only known, I would have looked up how to say I want to dance with somebody. Well, on our way out, and hopefully we will know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo quiero bailar con somebody. Uh, I just keep thinking there's got, I mean, there's so many songs that oh could have God. been this title. Like, why this one? <laughs> like the greatest love of all. I will, I will always love you. Yeah. Like, what is what does that say about 
It the, feels like it should be light, but the it can't star be light. Banner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the movie is called I Wanna Dance with Somebody. Which knowing kind of her the arc and the tragic end of her life kind of lends a strange quality to it as well. I wanna dance with somebody, yeah. anybody, please love me. Yeah. <laughs> that song and sentiment was really fun in like 86 or whatever right, year but, it came out. Like pre-cocaine. But in me. 2022, <laughs> it, it, it hits different. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about this. What do we think this movie is going to cover? Because it's a Christmas time release. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to end with the Super Bowl. Ooh. I don't think it's going to go past the Super Bowl. Really? We're, I think I think we're going to see her rise, her pinnacle, and then she lived until such and such. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. So like, oh. so like black screen, some some words at the end, mm-hmm. kind of. I think dates. so. I think I think they're going to wrap up the entire Bobby Brown era with a couple lines. Yeah. I think. I mean, what do you guys think? Well, what year was the Super Bowl that she ninety two? I, that's what I thought. Was it? I just, I sounded so I sure I, I was already thinking 92. Okay. Omniscient editorial note. Whitney Houston performed her iconic rendition of the Star Spangled Banner on January 27th, 1991. Is 92 30 years ago? It, it is. Sure. So is. that might be a good like 2022 <laughs> 1992 tie-in. Oh. And when did she pass? Was that 2012? Somewhere around there. Yeah. We'll we'll check on that. We'll have All our right. fact checkers check on yeah. that. Bishki, but get back to us. <laughs> yes. We'll we'll have an omniscient editorial note on that, if need be. 2012 is correct. She did that interview with like Diane Sawyer or whoever, right? Where the crack is crack whack is whack. Interview yes. was that before the Super Bowl after, or after? Far after, yeah. See, I think we got to get to crack is whack <sighs> as an anti-drug message <laughs> <laughs> for the holidays. For the holidays, yeah. She is such a like GIF and meme machine she that is. I feel like there's not a lot that's not been unearthed, right? right? Like, right. it's been. Over and over and over, and it's like, is it just going to be glorified music video I think behind so. the scenes? I think so. I think it's going to be light as a feather. Yeah, you know. But for two and a half hours, that's a lot of feathers. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have a history with Whitney? Like, what, what, what are your memories of Whitney? Let's let's go positive here. Love and light. Yeah, you guys have danced with somebody. Like, oh, yeah. when someone says Whitney Houston, what what does that bring up? Well, I was allowed to watch MTV from a very young age. That's good. From MTV's birth. And so I must have been five or six when the music video for I Want to Dance with Somebody came out. And I thought that this was the coolest song I'd ever heard. And the coolest lady I've ever seen with the hair and the purple and the dancing and everything. moment. Oh, my gosh. It is like a perfect song. Yeah. In the 80s, especially, like, there are some objectively perfect songs. Like, yeah. I often say this, It's Raining Men, perfect song. Sure. Every piece of it Do you is often perfect. say that? I do. <laughs> I want to dance. To anyone that will listen. <laughs> to anyone that will listen. The Weather Girls are gospel to me. I want to dance with somebody, perfect song. Yeah. When the chorus of dudes is like, dance. Yep. You can't beat that. And, and oh. her little, I mean, her happy little, woo! 
Like it, all of it. It's perfect. Yeah. I think I think this movie is going to try to encapsulate the woo for the entirety of its runtime. Okay. How many times do you think we will hear that song in some capacity? Oh, like a man. sad way, hope, a minor key. I hope they turn it into the <laughs> score. Yeah. And then somebody's just like, Dance. <laughs> I nearly turned on the soundtrack for the way over and then did not because I did not want you to. You don't want to be oversaturated. What I what I want to know is, are they going to dramatize Kevin Costner? Like are they gonna <laughs> are they gonna, are they gonna just bring him in as a as, as a, is post production oh. straight out of Yellowstone oh, and the onto the set of I Want to Dance with Somebody. He's just on the set of Yellowstone Skyping in somehow. Oh God. <laughs> oh no. The mind reels at just what are they what are they gonna do? And <laughs> is like is Bobby gonna be Is he even gonna be there? In it? Like Who's Bobby going to be? Who's Bobby going to be? Who is this for? I have not looked at the cast at all. <laughs> I haven't either. You guys were doing it so right. Let's <laughs> let's stop this needless speculation and let's head into that sweet, sweet Southdale AMC, do a cursory check to see if, if MacGuffins has a Whitney drink. I was thinking, I thought of a name for one. What do you got? I want to dance with some bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> and if they don't oh. have that... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. If they don't have that, we gotta make that. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of like rose yes. yeah, concoction. <laughs> With a rim of, of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. All right, let's get in there and figure this out. Love and light, y'all. Love and light. Love and light. <laughs> Again, we are back <laughs> from the full title is Whitney Houston colon. I want to dance with somebody, by is the it? way. Yes. Oh. And uh, those Spanish subtitles were on and they were rocking. Yes. But before we went into the movie, we instantly started looking around for MacGuffins. We went, we checked in. <laughs> and MacGuffins was shuttered. Closed. Closed. Devastating, really. Horror upon horrors. And so Clara was like, you know what? This is not a problem. We have time. We're just going to skadoodle out of here, head on down the way to the trusty old Cheesecake Factory, and pop some bubbly. 
Duh. So just, just as a courtesy, I asked the ushers, is it okay if we leave and come back? That man was having none of it. No. He's like, technically, we're not allowed to do that. So, and I, then I thought he was going to say, but, but, yeah. but he said, you all look like very charming young people. But he said, so no, you can't. I had never felt so reprimanded. And then he said, let me check when she is getting here. He's like, he's like, she should be opening up MacGuffin soon. Let me check when she gets here. Like we know her. And it turns out we do. We do. She was the same <laughs> MacGuffin's bartender that served us our special drinks last time. Yep. But he was like, what do you need to leave for? And I'm like, we need to go drink. <laughs> and he said, that's sad. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice. I tuned that part out, I guess. You you, you blocked it out, I think, because it was because it was sad that he said it was sad. Yeah. So anyway, so then we're just standing in the lobby talking about murder she wrote for 20 yeah. minutes, passing the time as one does, which was charming, by the way. Mm -hmm. But we were so bare. So, so bare. I mean, there was no, I smoked nothing. I nope. drank nothing. Everybody went in super wide-eyed, <laughs> super ready to, to absorb this. And let me tell you guys, we have something special. While we were in the movie, Brother Bishke has sent us a schnapps. <gasps> so <laughs> without further ado. Bishke. Hey, Lodge Master. Hello, Emma and Clara. This is Brother Bishke. I'm in Texas with my brother. Just wanted to say I heard y'all need a schnapps. Well, Brother Bishke delivers from Rotten Tomatoes. Discovered by record executive Clive Davis, Whitney Houston rises to fame in the 1980s to become one of the greatest singers of her generation. Period. That's it, y'all. Get back to the cast. Love you guys. <laughs> that was the longest schnapps, and not because it was a long one. It was <laughs> the drawl. It was drawled out. Yeah. Thank you, Brother Bishke. Yeah, that thank was a you. spot on here. Texas impersonation. Dear listener, if you remember my prediction that this film would end at the Super Bowl, you can't imagine how wrong I was. <laughs> Holy shit. Just so you know, when she dons that iconic athleisure getup and sings at the Super Bowl, there were 90 minutes left. 90 full minutes. Nine zero minutes. So this movie is kit and caboodle, the whole thing. I mean, it does start like she's a teen. Yes. Until it starts. <laughs> it starts in 1983, New Jersey, or as the subtitles say, Nueva Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> and SVU's own Tamara Tooney plays her mom. Love Tamara Tooney. Love her. The actress who plays Whitney, Naomi Aki. I thought she did a great job. She was wonderful. Mm -hmm. I don't know what combination of lip sync and actual singing was going on in this but I mean I'm I'm very familiar with a lot of Whitney Houston yeah I have watched that Super Bowl <laughs> anthem you studied it I probably watch it once a month yeah 
That's, I mean, she really? is. Yes, you should. Yeah. I mean, I mean why I not? It gives you a little pick it's me the up. Only, it's the only time it's ever charted. Right. Which, with good reason. But because it's so iconic and she's so good, so I could tell... When it when Whitney took over, right. I think I think she has a voice, but yes. it's mostly Whitney. But okay. she nails the the motion, the mouth, the mouth the movements mouth. around the notes. Yes, yeah. you she, need that. I was a few times felt like okay, I'm I could imagine this being Whitney. Yeah, yeah, which is great. Like mm-hmm. that's what you need for this. Yeah, we got the Wire's very own Clark Peters is her dad. Who? Yeah, okay, very effective as just the classic embezzler, yeah. you know, father, manager. The Joe Jackson. Jackson. Old of time. Kind of, yeah. Yes, yes. And oh we, my gosh. we had we had our <laughs> this is like this is like a crouton credit. Yes. <laughs> I almost grabbed you when I, I saw know. his name. I did I did the full Leonardo DiCaprio point at the screen. <laughs> Stanley motherfucking Tucci is the head of Arista Records, Clive Davis. I mean, when you got Tucci in the mix, all is well. You can rest easy. Yeah. Yeah. You're Gucci with Tucci. (laughs) You're Gucci with Tucci, y'all. Yeah. So when I saw his name, I'm like, of course, who else would who else would play Clive Davis? I mean, I settled in a little then. Me too. I felt I felt more uh, delight taken care of. was my emotion yeah. when I saw him. I settled in when I saw that the director was Cassie Lemons from Eve's Bayou fame. I'm like, oh, what? So there's pedigree here. Yes, sure. I did not expect this level of pedigree going into this movie. I Again, I was kind of dismissing it going in, just being like, this is going to be a fluffy Christmas jukebox musical. Yep. I thought it was going to be a slog. Like it would, right. you know, it's like, okay, in between the music, what are we having to watch? Right. She's singing in this nightclub and somebody tips off Tucci, Clive Davis, to come see her. He's in there watching her. The mom steps aside and lets Whitney take the lead. And I mean, he has some of the greatest lines. They give him all the great lines in this. Yeah. He, t- he turns to his buddy and he's like, I just heard the greatest voice of her generation. <laughs> like, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, you know, like, we're off to the races. Then. Mm-hmm. And the 80s, they moved through it pretty quickly. A whirlwind. It's a whirlwind. I thought this whole thing was going to be the 80s. Yeah. But I was also shocked that the backbone of this movie is her lesbian relationship with her girlfriend, Robin. I didn't even know that that was a thing. What? How did I, how was I unaware of I guess you you weren't reading the Inquirer back in 1985, (laughs) maybe? I mean, I guess not. Because (laughs) she was able to make her image that of America's sweetheart. You know, it was like, we look over the things that we don't want to see. That's right. And they were, and the movie does not shy away from the fact that they're trying to market her to make her as cross-platform as possible. And her dad's just like, you need to start being seen with men yeah, now. And I didn't, I mean, in a million years, I, I did not think that this movie was going to be that. No. No. And then the man that she ends up... Smash cut to <laughs> Jermaine Jackson! Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, I, to see Tucci... Rocking behind the boards as she's singing in the studio and just like grooving and moving a little, like the best line, the best line. 
the engineer's like, he turns to Tucci and he's like, the chemistry with Jermaine is off the charts. And Tucci just looks down and he's like, watch your needles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, perfectly delivered. Yeah. He knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Every, all the actors know exactly what they're doing in this. Totally. Which, to be fair, it looks like a Lifetime movie. Yes. It smells like a Lifetime movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the performances, that's, were, that's what does it. That's they what were helps there to it. play. Yes. And I think you can kind of gloss over some of the stuff that I was not looking forward to. You know, yes. the things that you're anticipating to be bad. Yes. You kind of can let it go a little. That's what performances can do. If everybody's committed, mm-hmm. that's what you can pull off. You yeah. can get away with the most lifetimey sins. <laughs> and this movie commits a lot of them. Yeah. But listen... I think you both you both were ready to go out and get some bubbly at some point. Yes. Because as the man said, she gets to MacGuffins at four. Yes. Four came and went. You guys didn't move. I stayed. Clara was, as she is known for, she was knitting up a storm. <laughs> I love looking over and seeing you knitting during the movie. I thought it was interesting too. Like I brought up the fact that I want to dance with somebody was kind of a tragic, perhaps tragic title. It's like... Mm. Somebody, anybody, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the movie frames it tragically, but yeah. in a different way. Clive's playing, there's a montage where he's playing her tons of demo tapes. And she hears that one and she's like, I like that one. And he's like, why do you like that one? And she's like, because it's about somebody that wants to dance with somebody. <laughs> they really want to dance with somebody, but for some reason they can't. And then she looks over at her girlfriend, Robin, and it's like, connecting it to their relationship. Right. And how much of those kinds of scenes and, and, and ways that she connected to those songs are true or Who not? Who knows? Nobody knows. Right. Well, Clive might know. Well, Robin might know. But yeah, I mean, learn more about her. I yeah. think, I think there's a lot of, I mean, there has to be a lot of invention in this. Right. Just I really to, struggled with wanting to Google some things. I know, right? In the middle of the movie. <laughs> well, that's, but that's a good sign. It's like, you're getting us interested in her life. Yeah. So, bravo yeah, yeah. movie. But I think part of the reason I wanted to Google stuff was that I felt like a lot of it, it was two and a half hours long, so I don't know how this is possible, but a lot of it felt like it was like tiny little snippet, and I didn't get enough about like... Well, that's, I mean, that's what happens when you reduce a life to two and a half hours. Yeah, it's like, right. how can you, how can you properly do any biopic that's less than a day long. You know? Yeah, you, you know? really do have to kind of, I mean, for what they did, I think they did a good job. And you have to cram in all. so much music. And this, right. I mean, right. the music dips out for a long time, kind of when she stops producing mm-hmm. records yeah. or albums. But, you know, for the most part, they play large chunks of these songs. You're hearing her and watching her do like entire songs yeah. on stage. Yeah. Which I think is cool. Like it adds to the runtime, obviously. <laughs> right. But sure. I, I mean, as long as we're there to think about Whitney, like give us the fucking songs That's that we came we to want. hear. Yeah. And the song listen, the songs are great. So they are good. they are timeless. They are classics. You feel good listening to them. Like so you know, may as well play the whole fucking thing. You right. know? That's that's what we're yeah. here for. 
they start popping bubbly in this movie. Oh Speaking God. of, I want to dance with some bubbly. They were like teasing us. Yeah. They, <laughs> I mean, every other scene, it was like Dom. It was. Tucci's like, I'm going to give you a bottle of Dom for every number one record. And we're and like. And then cue all the number one records. And it's just like pop, 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 pop. <laughs> Every time she did anything, there were bubbles in front of her. And I'm like, what? Yes. We should get complimentary champagne entering the film. So, again, another one of my predictions gone completely wrong. Bobby Brown is in the house (laughs) in this movie. Solid. And you notice, though, they kind of show him performing my prerogative a little bit, but he doesn't sing anything. I don't no, think they, they had, I don't think they had the rights to that. I don't think they had the rights. No, I don't think sure not. they didn't have any cooperation with any sort of Bobby Brown connected property. No, but he's like he is in the movie like he. it's not. a. He's all over the movie. Yeah. And so, you know, I, again, I don't know why. I don't know how I thought for two and a half hours they were going <laughs> to. Just kind of dance around the whole Bobby Brown situation. But the actor playing him, he had the like mischievous smile down. The kind of just swagger vibe. Yeah. And skin crawly. Like I did not. You know, he's you know, he's bad news, you know. And, you know, later on, she does uh, maybe because to avoid like litigation or I don't know. But she's like the drugs were there before you, Bobby. You know, like trying to maybe let him off the hook a little bit. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I wish you'd tell the media that. And she's like, no. (laughs) But he is a supervillain for the ages. Like, I don't, I'm sure there's intricate stuff that we have no clue about that went on in their relationship. But God damn. Like, well, I mean, to, to be asking Whitney for your hand in marriage, her hand in marriage. Yes. And in the same breath, yes. letting her know, okay, but <laughs> real quick. Asterisks. <laughs> my ex-girlfriend said, is pregnant. Now that you said yes. <laughs> my ex-girlfriend is pregnant. Yeah. And her girlfriend, Robin, is kind of employed as her creative director. Yeah. And they're having to keep their feelings completely on the back burner. You know, she's seeing other people. Whitney's obviously seeing other people. But the scene at the award show where she gives Bobby Brown her phone number in front of Robin, like there's just there's great mo- like lifetime moment, sure, yeah, but nonetheless, like very well handled, you know, yeah. because the a- again the actors are selling it, they're bringing it. Yeah, I thought the dynamic between like Whitney and Rob, and then Whitney and her dad, and yeah. then. Bobby, like all of those power dynamics were really interesting to watch. And they make mm-hmm. you feel for her too. Because yeah. she's getting swept up in it too. She's having to do things that aren't her. You know, like mm-hmm. they mention again her iconic athleisure outfit for the Super Bowl. She's like, they're like, wear a dress. You have to wear a dress. And she's like, no, I'm just going to be me. Yeah. You know, and you really yeah. feel for her. You're like, oh God, I wish she just didn't have this many expectations on her. Right. You know, everybody is counting on her. Yes. So, of course, drugs start moving into the picture. Which I didn't catch the first time that that guy asked for an autograph. Right. Yes. It was outside of her building. Yep. The autograph seeker, they really dwell on this autograph seeker like he's a red herring in a murder she wrote or something. (laughs) And he's like, Whitney, Whitney, I'm your biggest fan. Please give me an autograph. And she comes over. He hands her a pen. And she signs it, but she keeps the pen. And it's one of those fat, like, 
like late 17 80s, color 90s yeah. pens yeah and she goes into her car and opens the pen and sees that there's drugs there's like cocaine in the pen yeah i mean that that's pretty cool i wonder if that's <laughs> real like is that how she got her drugs is like yeah again how much of this is i mean <laughs> how much if of this you is can, real if you can come up with some sort of plan like that to get your cocaine ingenious you've kind of deserve it. That's right. Yeah. You've earned it. <laughs> yeah. So well, I have to imagine that this guy is selling to the stars, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. this isn't his first rode- autograph rodeo. No. Like he's, he's doing this, yeah, this is, all around town. Yeah. He's the man with the pens. <laughs> so Clive's got another, <laughs> Clive's got another zinger. I wrote down all his zingers. Yeah. Good. Whitney's like, I don't want to sing another sad song about love. And he's like, oh, well, let's find a song that isn't about love. Wait. There aren't any. <laughs> yeah. He God, did he did so, that line well too. God, it's so good. Yeah. So yeah, Super Bowl comes, 90 minutes left. I knew, uh oh. That's <laughs> we're gonna I watch thought. or die. I almost went got some bubbly at that point. That that would be the time. That would have been the time to do it. Because yeah. you're like, oh shit. So if you're listening to this and you want some bubbles, I mean and you've come to the movie. The Super Bowl is the height of the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And then you see that dark descent on the horizon. And Jesus, wow. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's some there's some bright spots. She's she wants to do a movie and <laughs> I got to call in a crouton. Sure. The movie is The Bodyguard or El Garda Espaldas. <laughs> <laughs> Clive hands her the script. And she's like, what's it about? And she's like, it's about a bodyguard who protects a famous singer. And she's like, no way. And then throws she it. throws it. And she's like, who well, who plays the bodyguard? And he's like, Kevin Costner. And she picks it right back up. And she's like, hmm, I like it. <laughs> like, that's She fucking, has to move her wedding. And she's like, it's just a wedding. Yeah, it's just a wedding. Like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was good. But the crouton is how they handle Costner. Yeah. And I, I was wondering, like, were they going to do a Digi Costner? Were they going to have, like, somebody, some, like, Joe Schmo that just looked kind of like Costner? Like, mm-hmm. you can't really do that because people, w- it would be too distracting. Like, right. Like, if you just had someone who we're supposed to understand is Kevin Costner. Right. So what they do is she's sitting in her chair and there's monitors everywhere and they just show Kevin sitting in the scene on the monitors as if they're shooting his scenes <laughs> and he's just kind of sitting there. Just kind of a, kind of well, a no, blank that's from smile. The movie. Yeah. It's from the movie, but right. they were trying to make it seem like they were on the set shooting that scene. Right. Yeah, but yeah, just yeah, showing yeah. a little clip from that. Movie. I mean, that's how they handled mm-hmm. Oprah later. That's how they handle Oprah later. That's, that is their conceit. And yes. they probably had many meetings. They're like, we can't, have an, a faux-fopra. Faux <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that. So, and then, like, she's sitting there with, with Tucci, and he's like, I got a tape from your new best friend, Kevin. <laughs> it's Dolly Parton. Check this out. And she listens to I Will Always Love You, and she's like, I like it. <laughs> no, me gusta. Me, me gusta. Yeah. And then we move <laughs> me on. Me gusta, Nat. Me gusta, and we are, we're just moving through. I Will Always Love You creates a montage that en- encompasses her wedding to Bobby. It, like, Robin's looking at her, and she's like, you think I'm making a mistake, don't you? And Robin's pretty much like, yeah. 
<laughs> this is not right. And I think, I mean, she did a good job at kind of trying to convince herself, too, that this right. was the right move. Right. Like, there she, were some layers there. Yeah, she knew. She knew. But, I mean, everybody knows just when Bobby smiles at you that he's up to no good. Yeah. But there's something intriguing about him. That's why he was so popular. So I have to say, one of the things, and the, the wedding reminded me of this, the costuming was yeah. spot yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. It was great. They did not spare any expense. Like that wedding dress with the whole like headpiece. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and their music video recreations. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that was good. And they, then I just kept like saying to each other, iconic. 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 <laughs> they could have spent a lot more time on recreating those music videos in I'd my book. I would watch that. I would watch that all day long. So she starts noticeably getting more and more into drugs. As much as a PG-13 movie can you know, cram into it. Yeah. And she goes to see Clive. And do they imply that Clive Davis has a male lover? Yes, absolutely. They did. Yeah. Pool boy. Very interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and they very, they're very like, oh, okay. Moving on. (laughs) I mean, I didn't expect any, any of that in this, but he tries to intervene and tries to get her into rehab. And, you know, she has a good line in that scene where, you know, she's talking about the drugs that she takes and she's telling him that some of his favorite performances, she was high. Yeah. And she says, to sing with the gods, sometimes you need a ladder. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And I think that is a line that she said. Like, because I know some of the other, like, sure. interviews and stuff. Sure. I'm pretty sure that that's one that I've seen her say i mean not when she was asked to go to rehab i don't think i mean they they have to take like some of these lines are so specific that they have to take them from somewhere yeah you know it would like the writer would have to really pour himself a glass of bubbly after (laughs) pulling that out of thin air you know it has to come from somewhere so i also thought the through line that keeps recurring when she signs her first contract it's like in perpetuity throughout the universe mm-hmm. forever. And she uses that as a joke, but uh, of affection. Yeah. Whenever she's saying, I love you to like her daughter or to Robin, I think she's like, I love you in perpetuity throughout the universe. Like that's touching. Yeah, that that's, was, yeah, it was, it was. That's cool. Yeah. So the dates start coming up again. So mm-hmm. in, in a biopic, when the dates start getting specific, you know, and closer together, and closer together. You know, either something really good or something really bad. Usually, really bad is going to happen. And I think we all know what happens to we, Whitney Houston. We all know what happens, and that's what. Like, I feel so stupid sometimes because I watch these movies that are based in fact, where something tragic happens, or a series of ultra tragic things happen. But there's hope initially, mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, oh, maybe this time that I watch it, it's not gonna go that way like maybe this time maybe in this movie Whitney's gonna make it you know like an inglorious bastard oh they (laughs) killed Hitler yeah you know (laughs) like with a machine gun so but sadly dear listener (laughs) that's spoiler it's not what happened we get a lot of ominous shots of bathtubs dripping yeah yeah leading up to the ultimate bathtub but before she takes that fateful bath they have a scene with a bartender at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and she's just picked up her latest score from her pen pal, 
<laughs> and uh, I thought I thought it was very was very telling, like or very poignant in a in a sad way that you know their game is he asks for an autograph, she signs it, and then he gives her the pen. And when they did it this time, he takes the money out of the book that she signed and he just drops the book into the trash. Yeah. Like it, it was a brief shot, but like it oof. was it was bit, yeah. It felt big. It's rough. So she talks to this bartender. The bartender is, I was wondering, like, is he like a shining ghost? Like, is this bartender (laughs) even real? Maybe he wasn't. Pours her some more bubbly. We get more bubbly. And he's basically just like, I saw your performance at the, you know, such American Music Awards. And it was fantastic. And she's like, that was 18 years ago. And I'm like, what is this? And we're about to find out. Mm-hmm. So she goes up. Well, and it was the first scene of the movie. Yeah. Oh, it was, was 1994 it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's the very first shot, but you only saw her from behind. Okay. Okay. So you, you I mean, you guys are on top of this. <laughs> I mean, and that's a, that move is pure lifetime. Yeah. You can't oh. get, you cannot get more pure lifetime. I than thought that. that the movie was going to end at the 94 AMAs, which arguably it does. It does. So, but like, I thought we were going to be ending in 1994. We did not end. We did not end. They, I mean, this movie, it's so bleak. The back half of her <laughs> life is so sad. It really is. That, you know, they had to do jumping jacks and somersaults and cartwheels at the same time to end this on a high note. Yeah. Because it's so sad. She's lost her voice. She wants to do this comeback performance at Clive Davis's like honorary dinner before the Grammys. And everybody's like, don't do it. Why are you doing this? Don't do this. And she's like, I'm going to make everybody so proud. And so the bathtub's dripping. She's sitting by the tub. She's singing with her kind of scratchy voice and it fades to black. And... Then we're at the 1994 American Music Awards. Woo! Woo! And she has an amazing performance. And then we're done. Yeah. <laughs> so did, here's what was unclear to me. Yeah. They did she seem- die the night of the, gra- the Grammys? She did. She did. Okay. Yes. That- I couldn't remember if that was the case, and it didn't seem explicit. Omniscient editorial note. Whitney passed away one day before the 2012 Grammys. Oof, yeah. And then we get a few final words with images of the real Whitney. Again, classic biopic. All the all the shots you'd think of. Yep, yep. And it's saying, you know, she died. And then it's just a... <laughs> I hate it when they do this too, where it's like she won this award, this award, she got this many awards, she's the most awarded. Yeah. Like we did this, we sat through this whole movie we saw to like that. learn about her yes. as a person. And, and then, then it's just like, numbers. Yeah. So fuck that. You know, we don't need that. If we care enough, we we know. Sure. You know? If you've done your job, we're already gonna get in the car and Google everything. That's right. About all of That's these right. People. Immediately anyway. So we don't need you to tell us. Sniffles and tears. All around in the theater. Yeah. I'm a crier and I did not shed. <laughs> Me too. I'm not talking about our row. No. <laughs> there were some like gulpy cries behind Gul- us. Gulpy, cr- hashtag gulpy cries. <laughs> yes, for sure. And, you know, it says she was the greatest voice of her generation. 
And then words drop away and it just says The Voice. Which, why didn't they call the movie The, the Voice. Voice? Whitney Houston. I feel like it's The maybe, Voice. It might be because there's a show on television called I, that. That is exactly what it is, Clara. <laughs> People will be like, I'm confused. Is Blake Shelton in this? <laughs> Is that even current anymore? I don't know. I don't, I don't watch But it could show. be like Br- Brittany Houston. <laughs> oh, no. Br- <laughs> Br- <laughs> we'll be watching that biopic in 2037. We're going to start getting mashup biopics. Yeah. It's Britney Spears and Whitney Houston in one. <laughs> I'd as watch if the, it. As if the two and a half hour runtime wasn't enough. <laughs> right. yeah. It would be a limited series. Anyway. But yeah, so then, you know, it just ends with classic Lifetime showing actual pictures of the actual people. Yeah. And that's a wrap, folks. Like, that's it. I mean, we didn't get up. No. We stayed there, and that's counting for something. It counts for a a lot. But how many bones it counts for is a question. I want to dance with some bones! Oh my goodness. One year ago, <laughs> in this sacred mall parking lot, Sister Clara, you created the immortal phrase <laughs> first to bone. So it is my esteemed honor <laughs> to declare you are first to bone. Oh my God, first to bone. First to bone. Uh, I have to just say what an honor it is. <laughs> To have a catchphrase on the cast. Oh, it's, God. It's really... It's great. I, I tell a lot of people. Oh, yes. Good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, spread the word. Go tell it on the mountain. It does crack me up every... Every time. <laughs> every so time. So, you know, we're getting to the end of the movie. Yeah. I start thinking about bones. Yeah, you got... <laughs> you have to start thinking about bones. <laughs> and... If you're responsible... Yeah. You're thinking about bones. I, I yeah. not tonight. Oops. I didn't either. Okay. Oh, well, good good for you. <laughs> yeah. I usually start, go into the movie thinking I need to remember to be thinking about bones and then well, and there's forget different, in the there's, middle. There's different theories too. There's the bone train theory. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I think is, it's effective, but it's a little cynical because mm-hmm. you start at four and then you're looking for problems. Right. right. You're looking for what's bumping my bones down. Right. You know? So, I don't know. I'm more just, bone agnostic. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more of a vibe. <laughs> You're a whole vibe when it comes to bones. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go over. Yeah, go for it. But Talk. I think there were some, I think there were a lot of great performances. Talk us through it. I think Tucci was a real bright spot for me. Like, Hell yeah. I really, I could have done with more Tucci. Mas Tucci, por favor. <laughs> <laughs> and I just. Like, I loved the music. Yes. It was all great. But I'm like, would I, like, want to revisit this movie mm, ever? That is a Not question. Not really. That is a question. Would I, like, tell someone, you've got to get to the theater and see mm. Old Testament. Whitney Houston, colon, I want to dance with somebody? That's Old Testament. That's LT. Yep. And I just felt like there was something missing for me. Okay. And so, for me, this movie was a two bones. Two bones from Sister Clara. Yep. Wow. That's a two boner. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, we're off to the races here. Yeah. Sister Emma, what are you going to do? So, um, (laughs) I love Whitney. Yes. Um, I I followed her from my childhood up until her passing. 
um, I thought that they did well by her yeah. as far as like kind of an honest look at it. If you're looking through a lifetime lens, That's you right. know, That's right. um, like Clara said, performances I thought were great. Mm-hmm. If they weren't there, this would be oh a my God. big slog. That would be pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love seeing Tamara Tooney. Shout out uh, to the S viewers. Hell yeah. Toons yeah. and Tooch. Yeah. Really. Toons and, and Tooch. <laughs> oh, let's have a, just a movie with them. Yes. Yeah. Side side project. Yeah. Anyway, so, you know, soundtrack is obviously going to be great. Um, I loved that they had Home, which is from The Wiz. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, the it Dorothy is. The Dorothy song from The Wiz. Shout out to that, The Wiz. That was really lovely. Which got more airtime, I think, than I Want to Dance with Somebody. Yeah. That is true. So, anyway. <laughs> call it Whitney Houston Home. Home. Right? Whatever. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> um, all that to say, coming fresh off Fableman's giving that two bones, Whoops. Um, <laughs> now you don't have to I know. be in context of the Fablemans. But, you don't have to let that infect this. But having had to sit through that, this was enjoyable. I liked it. It's two and a half bones. Two and a half bones from Sister Emma. The bones are creeping up. Listen, people call me out on this. I have no relative bone compass. <laughs> I am all over the place. You have no true yes. north. I have no true north. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, sometimes it's one thing, sometimes it's another of how I approach things. Tonight it was all about expectation. Mm-hmm. And I went in there expecting just feather light dog shit. Yeah. Like, but maybe entertaining. I thought there would be colors that would entertain my eyes. And it gave me so much more than that. It's art. It's artistically put together within the confines of a lifetime format. The truth of the matter is I love lifetime movies. (laughs) So what am I going to do? Be a cinema snob and deny myself the pleasure I had at this film? No, Lodgemaster don't play that. (laughs) So for what it was and for just the memories that it brought up and for just the operatic tragedy of it, like it takes you for a ride. And it took me on much more of a ride than I could have ever expected. Yeah. More With, more like roller coaster, less tilt a whirl. Exactly. Yeah. And more depth and more soul in the performances than I thought we were going to get. So for me, it's three bones. Yeah. It's three bones for Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody. It sounds like a shitty Broadway show you would go to. Like a jukebox musical. Yes. But it's not that. No. Like it's more than that. So I doubt people. This won't be in the theater by the time this airs. (laughs) For sure. I doubt it'll be in the theater in a week. This theater might not be here tomorrow. (laughs) No theaters are promised. Yeah. But when it comes out on video, I'm sure people will watch it. At least they will do laundry. I was going to say, it's it's a good laundry movie. It is laundry folding certified. When you watch the silly film, you should be folding laundry. Folding, folding. 
What a laundry folding masterpiece. Because you know, you, you're bopping along, you're singing songs. Oh, it's great. And you can you can pause it, come back later. I was making a joke, like after the Super Bowl, I'm like, credits. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> it. You can stop there. Yeah. And then it's all good. Yeah. If you want to experience <laughs> it with Spanish subtitles, throw those on. <laughs> if you're a super fan, you can see it how we saw it. <laughs> you can get off on that. So that's great. I mean, these biopics where drugs take down the main subject, like, oh, just what a tragedy. Like, Whitney Houston should be enjoying a Vegas residency right now. Yes, She would be selling out packed houses every night. We'd be there. We would, and we would be there. And she could have the most gravelly voice. Wouldn't fucking matter. You just lip sync to her old stuff. Fine. Yeah, that's f- like, we ju- we whatever. Just, we I just, just want watched her with that. her little towel and dabbing her forehead and yeah. having a good time. And having Dion Warwick come out and join her a couple times. Like yeah. you never know. Dion, Dion's in town. Oh, she's oh she's gonna she's gonna come out on stage. I know it. Like Clive Davis is still alive, right? Sure, he'd be there. Yeah, he'd be bopping his head in the audience. Like Stanley Tucci dad. might even be there. Celeb coming by. Sure, <laughs> randomly because he wouldn't have played Clive Davis in this movie. <laughs> right. So anyway, I had a great time, guys. Me too. And, and the company, of course, was Four Bones. <laughs> so I feel great. The, it's cold outside, but it's warm in our hearts. Yeah. <laughs> we are off to do some bar trivia, which hopefully... Is all about Whitney hopefully Houston. Hopefully it's all Whitney Houston. <laughs> if they're like, Houston, we have a problem. It's all Whitney Houston tonight. And hopefully we would just ace it. Yeah. Sister Clara, Sister Emma, thank you so much for returning triumphantly oh, to the live cast. And A to brother to Brother Bishki and Brother Lucas out there, we love you. Sending you love and light. We miss you. We miss you. Uh what is it? Uh in perpetuity. Oh yes. Uh <laughs> love and light in perpetuity through all the universe. Yes, yes. that's it. That's it. You nailed it. <laughs> Woo! Smash cut to Jermaine Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs>